What's up, friends and collective culture tribe? I have been tongue-tied every recording that I have done today, and I'm going to just blame it on Mercury Retrograde, because don't we all? Anyways, welcome or welcome back if you're joining the Collective Culture Podcast again. I am your host, Nina, as always. And uh, before we get started, I want to plug my new ebook. If you are a feminine energy or you resonate more with feminine energy and you're single and you're hating it and you have no idea how to get started back in the relationship with yourself, maybe you've been single for two seconds or maybe you've been single for two years, this ebook will help you get on the right track to start and have a long lasting relationship with yourself. And if the ebook is not enough, you can always sign up for Singles Mindset Coaching with me. Go to ninahogan.com. If you would like to purchase the ebook, go to Shop Collection on the website and go to Digital Products. And you can check out all the other products on there. We have yoga mats, hoodies, all kinds of stuff. Um, also, check out the YouTube. We have the Collective Culture TV. So go to YouTube slash the Collective Culture. Uh, We actually just posted a new video today, or actually when this episode comes out, it won't be today, but there's a new new video out, (laughs) so go check it out. Um, Yeah, and if you want to schedule a free 30-minute consultation with me to see if singles or or couples mindset coaching is for you, please give me a shout at media.collectiveculture at gmail. All right, all the plugging and um, business marketing out of the way. Today, we're going to be talking about dreams. Um, And I want to add deja vu to it, but we're going to mostly be talking today about dreams. Um, And I I really want to get right into this because I, uh, over my whole life, I've had very vivid, lucid, um, very real dreams. They felt very real. Um, and in a lot of cases, maybe they were, maybe they were warning me or guiding me or sending me some kind of a message or a passed over loved one needed to convey, um, some kind of guidance to me or message to me, maybe a love partner who I am separated from. Um, and I'm sure this has happened to all of you, but you know, dreams just by themselves are, a portal to taking you out of the human dimension, right? The, the 3d, the reality of it all, you know, some will say out of the matrix. Um, but in that dream space, it is the point in which you can actually physically be in another realm. Some of us don't believe that. Some of us just believe that dreams are just our subconscious telling us, things that we're thinking about before we fall asleep. And in some cases, that is all the dream is. Most of the time, in my experience, that's not all a dream is, especially if you remember it. Um, So many times we have these dreams and we get little fragments of it when we wake up, right? And then throughout the day, we maybe we remember a little bit of it. Sometimes we don't remember it at all. Um, For me though, when I first wake up and the dream is still very fresh in my mind, And then throughout my day, there is an importance to that dream that I had. There is some kind of message or some kind of answer that maybe I was looking for or that I didn't even know I needed to be, you know, a question that I had that I didn't even know needed an answer. 
Um, or like I said, maybe a loved one is trying to, you know, convey an emotion to us or warn us about something. Um, so when you have those dreams where you wake up and it's still there, it's like almost as if you are still having the dream. Those are ones you really need to pay attention to. And we talk about dream journals and, and those are great. I, I suck at journaling though, guys. I really do. If any of you out there have a suggestion or advice as to how to consistently journal, I would love, I would love to know what your secrets are um, because I suck at it. But if you are into that and you can be consistent with it, having a dream journal next to your bed, very, very, very helpful if you want to remember them. Um, I thought about, um, like I said, I suck at being consistent about it, but I thought about, and I'm sure others have done this. Um, I'm sure there's hundreds of books on this, but I wanted to make a, I wanted to write a book about my dreams. Um, if, and when I can consistently write them down after I have them or after I remember them. Um, because I'm sure it would be a very cool storybook um, or, you know, just a, a tap into my subconscious, you know, and see whatever's going on in my head. Now, mind you, some of my dreams that I have that I remember, I don't really want to share with the world. <laughs> um, maybe because it will cause drama or maybe it's something that is just sacred for me or maybe it's something nobody will even believe. Even those off-the-wall dreams, you know, where you feel like you're floating or you feel like you can fly or you're, uh, you have a superpower. All of those are, are not always just um, you telling yourself a story. It could be something very sim- symbolic to all of that, right? Maybe there is something in that, you know, Like, for example, if you dream that you can fly, maybe it's you need to free yourself from a relationship or a job. Um, You know, if you dream that you are public speaking, maybe you have a fear of that. Maybe, you know, in your dream you have the fear, but you overcome it. You know, there's, there's all kinds of dreams, guys. There's all kinds of... Uh, and then that same point, there's all kinds of nightmares or what you would perceive as a nightmare, um, which I'll get into in a second. But I wanted to read this, this fact on dreams that I, I came across. It says, we may not remember dreaming, but everyone is thought to dream between three and six times per night. Wow. So that means we're missing probably a lot of those dreams because... Nine times out of ten, we're not going to remember all of them, especially if we had six dreams that night. You know, you're probably not going to remember all of them. But what I have noticed, even if I don't remember the dream, I have things throughout my day that will happen that will sa- I will say to myself, why did I dream that? Or, like I wanted to talk about in this episode, is that a episode or a situation where you're experiencing deja vu, Right? Another fact is it it is thought that each dream lasts between 5 and 20 minutes. 5 to 20 minutes. So for 5 to 20 minutes, and usually it's in your realm sleep, you know, you're dreaming. You are in the spiritual realm, right? You are interacting with a Passover loved one. You are 
finding the answers that you seek. You are getting the courage to public speak, right? Around 95% of dreams are forgotten by the time a person gets out of bed. Exactly what I just said, right? So if you, in the event you wake up, you remember this dream, but you don't have a dream journal next to you. Grab your phone, record it, you know, voice record it, write it down your notes or grab a notebook and pen. Really remember that dream because there's something in that. If you remember that dream, there is something in that for you. Um, you know, the whole dream could not make sense. And then there could be one specific thing, word, object, whatever it is, person. That's what you need to focus on. But you're not going to get there until you read it in your conscious mind, right? Another fact, dreaming can help you learn and develop long-term memories. Very interesting. Now, what does that mean? Like I just said, if you had a dream or a nightmare, if you will, that you had to do a public speaking event, and in, in your conscious world, you do have to do a public speaking event, but in your dream world, you figure out how to overcome that fear of public speaking, right? And so within that dream, you've created a long-term memory, yes, but I feel also a solution or, or a way how to, right? Another fact, blind people dream more with other sensory components compared with sighted people. Interesting. Let me read that again. Blind people dream more with other sensory components compared with sighted people. So for sighted people, I guess what they mean by that is we see things in our dream, right? We see colors, we see faces, we see uh, animals, right? And for what they're saying, I guess, is this is what I'm getting from it, is that blind people can hear things and smell things and feel things more so than a sighted person in their dream. Interesting. So dreams are powerful, guys. They are a, like I said, they're like a portal or a window, if you will, of entering another state of mind right? Because your mind is still intact. Your mind is actually, I think, what pulls the trigger on the dream, right? Um, So what causes dreams though? And oddly enough, in the same article that I was reading, they did enlist some causes. So there are several theories about why we dream, right? Are dreams merely part of our sleep cycle or do they serve other purposes, which we've already kind of covered. Possible explanations include Representing unconscious desires and wishes, right? Interpreting random signals from the brain and body during sleep. Consolidating and processing information gathered during the day. Working as a form of psychotherapy. Interesting. It goes on to say, from evidence and new research, mythologies, research... Researchers have, I can't talk. This is like the worst time for me to be reading anything is when I can't speak. Have speculated that dreaming serves the following functions. Offline memory reprocessing in which the brain coincides. Now that's not the word. In which the brain. (laughs) I can't speak. We learn and our memory tasks and supports and records what waking consciousness. Okay, so 
forgive me for my lack of verbal intelligence right now, um, or the fact that I can't read, um, basically what I was just saying, right? So we're kind of offline, right? We're not awake, or so we think we're not awake. Our human body isn't awake, right? But during our offline, we are getting downloads. So think of it like that as a computer, right? The computer's offline, there's no internet connection, but you're still able to download a song. You're still able to download an audiobook, right? Same thing. Preparing for possible future threats, exactly what we touched on, warnings. A simulation of real life experiences as dreaming is a subsystem of the waking default network. I love the way this article is written. The part of the mind active during daydreaming. Interestingly enough, I was just going to go to that too. Daydreaming, right? Your body's awake. You're functioning in your human conscious experience, right? But you're wandering off. Could be to think about the dream that you had in your subconscious reality, right? But you're actually in your waking life and you're having daydreams or deja vus. Helping develop con... I cannot talk today, guys. Helping develop compatibilities, okay? What does that mean? Um, to me, that would mean when you're, when you're creating or developing a compatibility, you're trying to resonate with another person, a situation, a job, right? So that's just like I was saying about public speaking. You're developing a way to overcome something or to be capable of something, right? Reflecting unconscious mental function. Uh, yeah, you, you could be very stressed out in your life, you know, and I don't know why I keep going back to public speaking. Maybe some of you are going to be doing that soon. Um, but you're constantly thinking about it, right? You're dwelling about it. So obviously it's going to come up in your dream state, a unique state of consciousness that incorporates experience of the present processing of the past and preparation for the future. Interesting. A psychological space where overwhelming, contradictory, or highly complex notions can be brought together, right? So the impossible is always possible in a dream state, right? You can, cl you can climb buildings like Spider-Man. You can fly, right? These are all possibilities in your dream state. By the dreaming ego, no notions that would be unsettling, right, while awake, serving the need for psychological balance and equilibrium. Exactly. So... Like I just said, dreams are super important to the human experience. This is a way where we can live to the fullest, right? You're scared as fuck of sharks, so you won't go surfing. But you dream about it all the time. That's your subconscious telling you your conscious mind is yearning for that or for something. Could just be a metaphor. Could just be figuratively. So, you know, I mean, it's up to you really how you kind of look at what you're dreaming about, why you're dreaming about it too. So there are five sleep cycles that I want to go over. And the first sleep cycle is stage one. We're going to call it stages, okay, and is light sleep, slow eye movement and reduced mus muscle activity. This stage forms four to five percent of total sleep, okay? 
Stage two, eye movement stops and brain waves become slower with an occasional burst of rapid waves called sleep spindles. Interesting. This stage forms 45 to 55% of your total sleep. So that's a big, that's half of your percentage of your sleep state is in stage two. Stage three, extremely slow brain waves called delta waves. Oh, interesting that we're using that word delta right now. Delta waves begin to appear. Inter, interspeed with smaller fast waves. This accounts for four to six percent of total sleep. So there's all these little variables, right? There's all these little waves that come through, but the one that sticks the most is stage two, where you're having no eye movements and your brain waves are slower. So stage four, the brain produces delta waves almost exclusively. It is difficult to wake someone during stages three and four, which together are called deep sleep, REM sleep, right? Or actually no, REM sleep is stage five. We haven't got there yet. There is no eye movement or muscle activity whatsoever. You are just comatose, you're knocked out, right? This is usually after a workout or a very long day, labor intensive day, um, overactive mind day. And you're in this 12 to 15% of your sleep. And then we get to stage five, which is the REM sleep. This stage is a rapid eye movement. Breathing becomes more rapid, irregular, and shallow. Eyes jerk rapidly in various directions and limbs and limb muscles become temporary paralyzed. So this is also a part of uh, sleep paralysis or astral travel. Um, where you are awake in your subconscious and in your conscious. This is just the way I'm explaining it, guys. If you disagree, that's fine. That's your opinion. This is my opinion on dreams. Um, and I'm reading an article from Medical News Today that everybody can reach, okay? <laughs> but I thought it was very interesting and I wanted to share it on top of my own experiences with dreams. But for me, the act of a REM sleep, what they're calling this, um, what we've called it since the beginning of time is more of an astral travel, a sleep paralysis where the subconscious and conscious mind are both awake at the same time, but you cannot physically move your body and you're still in another realm. You're not fully on one side of the dimension, right? You're, you're in the 3d and the 5d or the 7th or 10d all at the same time. So the brain is working on overdrive. It always reminds me of like, and I know you guys know this if you have an Xbox. If you've had an Xbox for years, this thing will sound like it's gonna take off off the shelf sometimes because of the fan and the moving parts or whatever, and it's just old, right? And it's overused as well. But that's what it feels like to me. You know, it's like on overdrive. So, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that we have all this power in our dream state, but we feel powerless when we're awake, right? It's crazy to me because we feel the impossible is possible only in dreams, right? Uh, when I was a little girl, I wanted to be a singer and I love you, dad, but my father was not the most supportive. And you know, he was who I looked up to and who I, you know, I wanted to make proud. Obviously, all little girls do for the most part. But I had a very big dream of being a singer. A lot of times I would dream about singing with Celine Dion and Whitney Houston on stage and Michael Jackson. 
And I would have these very, very lucid, vivid dreams of doing this, of being a singer. And I would tell my dad about it. I would share it with him. And, you know, he would say, that's great, you know, but that's just a dream, right? How many times have you heard this? That's just a dream. Oh, you're dreaming, you know, that can never be real. And we take that advice and we believe it because we always think that the possible is only, the impossible is only possible in a dream. It's not true. Our dreams can also pave the way for us to make the impossible happen in our conscious world. So when we're sitting around thinking that dreams are nothing but what happens to us when we're asleep is crazy to me. You know, when we experience a deja vu, we just kind of will pass it over and we're like, oh yeah, I think I did this before. I think I was here before. I think I had this conversation before, but oh well, it doesn't matter. It honestly does. And with the world of Google these days, guys, you can pretty much search anything. So I invite you um, to start focusing more on your dream state, your daydreams, your deja vus, things that happen to you without your control. And then I want you to, and then I want to invite you to ask yourself, what is it in my conscious world that I feel is impossible, but I feel it's possible when I'm dreaming? And I want to end it there. (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, I want to... I really want to be more conscious of my dream state. And I hope that you guys will join me in doing this. And until next time, I'm sending you guys so much love. Ciao.